Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about all of this week's new Disney Plus news. So we're going to be talking about Disney spending a load of money on Bamtech. We're going to be talking about some of the new Asian content that was announced. We've got loads of new trailers announced at the Brazilian Comic Con. Plus, we'll be sharing our thoughts on some of this week's new releases. But before we go any further, make sure you do subscribe here on YouTube. You can also find us on all the different audio platforms. Um, you can become a Patreon and a YouTube channel member, which will help support um, and cover um, the site and everything like that. And that will just help towards the running a bit. So let's jump into it. So um, kind of last night, really, for us, um, we had uh, a load of trailers drop for uh, from at the Brazilian Comic-Con um, experience. So... Definitely seems to be getting a little bit bigger, a lot more trailers. So we saw the Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny trailer. What did you think of that one? Uh, not an incredible amount good, I would have to say. Um, it's Indiana Jones. It'll be fun. They obviously had some some action scenes built into it. You can tell that they're, it's looking like it's higher quality than Crystal Skull or whatever it was called. Yeah. But, man, Harrison does not look like he wants to be there at all uh, yeah i mean that was the it's main kinda, thing yeah well, that's the thing because it's kind of funny because i think i saw the majority of this trailer at the d23 expo mm -hmm. so most of this i kind of was like oh i kind of this we've seen this before um i think it looks i think it looks fun it just looks like more indiana jones um plenty of like youthful versions of him to kind of de-age him for some of the scenes it looks fun i'm willing to go in this one kind of like i think because of crystal skull my acceptations are so low that it's like that kind that if that movie never existed, it would be so much better. And actually, you know, we had all the hype about him coming back, and it was an awful movie. So it's very I think that's gonna set it quite low. And therefore, in some ways, it's probably gonna be better because we'll probably be like, oh, that was all right. Um, yeah, it should be fun. I'd still in that zone of like they should have just restarted the franchise in another 10 years or, or so. Or just let it kind of stay in its current form and start something new. I mean, you've got National Treasure sitting right over there. You've got plenty of other franchises. Um, just, yeah, yeah. Let, let it end. But like you said, I, I have to agree. My expectations for this are so low that it's almost impossible for them to not meet mm -hmm. them uh, yeah. and exceed them. But, uh, I mean, Crystal Skull also showed that they can, in fact, miss very low expectations. Yeah. So that one's going to be interesting. We all, That's coming, coming out in cinemas in June. We're also getting in May, we're going to be getting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So this one was all new. This one was the big kind of reveal, really. I'm surprised they did it so close to Indiana Jones on the same night. But um, it, this one looks fun. Kind of, again, kind of Star-Lord being a bit miserable and kind of having to get a little... They kind of go to some kind of alternative Earth. Um, so it looks fun. It's more Guardians, especially after the Halloween... Or not the, the holiday special last week. Um Kind of in the zone, like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm up for this. And there's all this kind of it's the end of the group. It's like it, it's, they'll be back. They just there's no way they're gonna let this franchise go off. And Groot and Rocket at least can carry on. Yeah, it it might be that it's the end of the group as we know it, but you know, the Guardians will exist in some form. And it it is meant to put like to draw a line under uh James Gunn's variant versions of the Guardians, especially since he's going off and uh masterminding DC after this is done. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it, it's it's a good trailer. It doesn't really give away too much. Obviously, Rocket's going to be a big focus. They're, they're talking about uh, his origin story and bringing a couple of characters back for that. Other than that, it's a, it's a decent start for the teaser trailer. It's mostly just to go. Yes, Guardian Three is on its way, and we'll get more details uh, 
closer yeah. to the actual launch. The there was also like a, a little kind of sneaky peeky at um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I'm kind of surprised they're not focused a little bit more on that because that's obviously the next big release. Nothing on um, uh, Secret Invasion. We didn't get anything like that, which is obviously going to be the next big release on Disney+. Plus. They did also confirm that um, The Mandalorian Season 3 will be dropping onto Disney+. Plus On the 1st of March, it goes into spring. So it's only slightly delayed from February into March. But I think we all should definitely make note Disney have a tendency to move dates when they announce them months this far in advance because it's nearly what four months away. But it's also probably that thing like, oh, keep your Disney Plus subscription. It is coming. It is coming. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> I mean that that's the eternal fight. We've talked about it plenty of times. Uh, don't don't give up your Disney Plus subscription. Look at all the other things we have going on. Um, I think most people are kind of wise to that kind of deal mm -hmm. at this point. So either they will stick around, uh, or you know they'll wait for Mandalorian season three to finish and come back when it's done and binge the whole thing so yeah so that that was that was pretty cool so that was the big ones from the comic-con experience i'm um, also yesterday it was revealed that the um magic of the animal kingdom is returning um on the first of the first of january on the national geographic channel and then it's also going to be dropping on the fourth of january the entire series on disney plus in the u.s now because of this linear release this might completely be a bit of a block on how quickly it can be arrived it's going to be we're gonna to have to wait and see what happens. The, I can't. I wouldn't like to guarantee it's gonna be released because the minute it goes on to linear, the rules just suddenly all break. Um, and this does feel a little bit like a um, Che Peck. Let's shift shift this because now this is a linear television show. It's not a Disney Plus original, so it's like all the costs got shifted to another department. All the costs got shifted, and it also feels like you know towards the end of his run there, he was also trying to see what ways he could shift things around to get publicity higher or make shows uh, people more aware of shows obviously higher profile shows like andor uh ending up on multiple channels to get people to go hey you know we've got this show it's really good maybe you want to watch it um and mysterious benedict society and so on so yeah uh, this feels like it's kind of in the same alley as that yeah they have put the first season on national geographic in the past it's not like it's the it's, it actually I think this makes sense with Nat Geo to utilize, you know, like with Limitless and uh, Supernatural. You might as well use these shows on all the platforms because I don't think people are signing up for Disney Plus just for these ones. So I, I think it actually makes a lot of sense for them to do that. Um, so I, I'm not, I, this one makes, and it makes sense with the Disney show. I think we are going to see more of this anyway, of shows being shared because the value of an original on Disney Plus, I do think, isn't quite as high. Uh, financially as it was now that now they've kind of got people signed up uh, absolutely they need to make sure they've got the revenue streams coming in and uh, as we've as we have talked about again uh it's very hard to track what shows bring in what money to to disney plus especially since they're not doing the uh the premium launches like mulan again uh so if you are a person and you watch 50 shows in a month then the amount of money that each of those shows gets from you is very small. But if you're the kind of person who you, you watch Mandalorian and Andor and She-Hulk and that is it, then it's much, you know, you're obviously more high value in terms of individual shows. Yeah. Um, speaking of profits, um, so earlier this week, uh, Bob Iger did like a Q&A with cast members. Um, it was streamed just for cast members and obviously the information got out. One of the things that they brought up was the fact that they are now primarily focused on making Disney Plus profitable. 
Um, this they're going in. This is going into a new era. This is kind of carrying on. Really, I think what what Chapek was doing anyway. Um, but now I guess he's got to fix the hole in the budget. I mean, we got the ad tier coming in this week. We've also got the price rise coming in in a number of countries, including the US, Australia, and New Zealand this week as well. All of which will help fill the void. But we are now we are in a zone now of Disney Plus is moving into a different era now. They have to start making has to start making money and. I don't know if it's like, it feels like, I mean, they had always said it was going to be 2024. I think they like naturally were going to get there. But it feels like now it's like, yeah, no, we are having to, we can't, we can't keep putting off. It's like any business, every business that gets to a point where it's like, yeah, we've been spending money building it. Now it needs to start bringing in some money. Right. And since this is a streaming platform, that does mean that rather than being able to make more money on the platform, it probably means spending less money on the content on the platform. Now, I think for Disney, that's going to mean shoveling the money into a few high-profile projects rather than uh, like what Netflix is currently doing, which is kind of throwing it at, at everything and and hoping uh, you know that there's enough people gathering in for the Korean dramas and the you know the things yeah. that they're picking up. Um, but that does mean in the next several years. Uh, probably starting in 2024 and moving forward from there, uh, you can expect less uh, big budget shows. However, if it means that they're consolidating resources, those big budget shows might even be better than they are right now. Yeah, I think it's. Just, I think we're going to see less of the unknown stuff, less of the everything's going to have to be a little bit tighter on the budget. The thing is with Disney, and I definitely feel like. Seeing it internationally, you really do see it with they, they are releasing so many shows a week and so many films and specials and stuff that you really do actually go, well, they could spread this out much better. Mm -hmm. Um, they could spread this out a little a little bit better. And this is the trouble with having so many different outlets of like you know, putting on Hulu, then putting on Disney Plus. You know, if you put the Hulu and Disney Plus stuff together like we do internationally, you know, you suddenly then go, oh, well, oh yeah, you've got some good stuff dropping in. You don't need as much, um, you don't need as much stuff to drop in there. And then you've got all the legacy shows and all the rest of it. So I think we are going to see a shift over to all of this um, in the future. It's going to take a while to kick in. I don't think like, I think like the Marvel and Star Wars stuff, I think they were naturally going to start fizzling out a little bit because the way the audience is responding to it. And also like they've got, you've hooked naked i think that we're still going to get stuff i don't think we, you know we're not going to go co-tracking we're not going to do that anymore it's like no they're going to do it but they i think this i think this year might be you know we've got a lot of movies a lot of series i think this might be maybe the, the peak of the content coming in 2023 and then I, I, but then it's like you know with daredevil dropping in 2024 if that's 18 weeks that's enough for the marvel when you get a free throw a couple of mark you throw maybe another shorter series and a Star Wars series, and that's a whole year. Right. And I think the other thing to keep in mind, of course, is that this past year and, and moving into 2023, uh, a lot of the shows were really just kind of like, we didn't have resources during COVID. We we couldn't make shows. Everything's locked down. And all of a sudden, all the shows are finishing at the same time, yeah. and they're just kind of tossing them out. Uh, barring yet another weird variant of COVID mm -hmm. coming out and screwing everything up we're probably not going to see that kind of compression of content again no i mean i mean i think you know we're still, still going to have issues of it but i i think we're kind of right, past of the point now of um shutting down or i think they all realize we, we they can't do that again no i don't think the i don't think the world can afford it um 
But yeah, so that's there. I mean, also this past week, it was revealed in an SEC filing that Disney spent over 800, I think it was like $900 million buying out a 10% stake of BAMTech, which is actually known as Disney Streaming or the Disney Streaming Service. And they run, obviously, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, Star+, Plus, ESPN+. Plus. So this company was created about nearly over 20-odd years ago by the Major League Baseball. And Disney started picking up some stock. They picked up, like I think it's like a 30-odd percent stake back in 2016. They then spent another plus billion dollars buying another like 40-odd percent. Then I think it was last year, they then had to buy a stake um, from one of the other big sports companies to getting him up to like 90%. And the MLB had a deal that basically meant they had to be brought out by 2023. So Disney had finished a contract to essentially get full control over BamTech. BamTech basically doesn't exist as a brand now. It's, just, it's been re completely rebranded Disney, stream uh, Disney Streaming. It is now, a lot of people are going, well, why have they spent this much money? They're trying to save money. It's like, well, this is a pre, they've already done the deal. It was already in place. They just had to finish it. And now means Disney have got full control of the, business that makes their streaming service it means they can go out and they can go out and find other companies that they want to build stuff for that because that's possible because they they originally built the hbo max app the original wwe network app the major league ba uh, baseball app they've worked on a number of different streaming services but now they're just primarily focused on the disney one it now means that disney was not going to have to give information to other companies and it's just simpler now it's part of their you know and all of that will be written off as a you know a purchase but it means now that they've got they have got a full control of their own tech they, you know the whole or everything that disney plus and this stuff is built on is theirs they own the company behind it and i think a lot of people would like don't necessarily understand how much you know they, they spent like what probably about three or four billion dollars buying all of this um, not time to get up already. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that, I, that was the just just you know that's just normally the sun. Oh, gotta get up. Yeah, I, I know. I apologize to all the, the that probably triggered a whole bunch of people. Right oh, there. I did. That's 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 especially as Apple. That's definitely the one that gets us up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it is fun. I definitely I feel like buying out this deal. It just means now that they can close the close it off. They've got full control of it now. They just need one little purchase to get themselves fully out of this situation um with comcast but yeah so there's a lot of it's kind of one of those weird things that like a lot of people like going well they're, and then they're spending money on boat they're trying to cut costs yet but if, if you've agreed to make deals you have to complete them you know it costs you know so yeah so it's, at least now they have got full control now of disney streaming yeah and i do feel like people don't understand that we're going to spend less money or we are going to try and make more money doesn't mean you're you're not acquiring things. It doesn't mean you're not, you know, still spending money. You have to spend to make, right? Yeah. And this is a pretty big purchase for them for a lot of reasons that you already went over. Um, so yes, on one hand, you've got, you know, Iger up here going, you know, we gotta tighten the purse strings, we gotta, you know, make Disney Plus profitable and then turning around and doing this, like, well, this deal is years old. The businesses move at a glacial pace mm -hmm. so even if Iger changes the direction of Disney entirely like he right now he's like we have a new mandate uh we're gonna open up park in you know Brazil and do all these things nothing is going to happen for years that, yeah. that's how long these things take and that and that is true of mergers and purchases and acquisitions as well yeah I feel like especially I mean it's like you know they're going to be carrying on with the uh, the hiring freeze I think this doesn't necessarily affect like frontline workers and stuff for like at the parks and stuff 
it's been a lot so much talk of all of this of what Disney going to be doing over the coming years ahead but we're just gonna have to wait i don't think we're gonna hear much now for the rest of this year i think we're, we're only about another week away or so from all the holiday stuff people starting to slow down and close off you know yeah so and i think they and i also think i could probably needs a few weeks or a month couple of months to actually get all this like get plans and strategies and meet up with the different people and work everything out you know we get a, we have to give them a little bit of time <laughs> it wasn't like, so i think that's that's something to definitely take into consideration Right. Now let's talk. Also this past week, Disney held a special event in Singapore, which was um, the content showcase. So they announced a number of um, new shows that are going to be coming up. They also showed off some of the new films and things coming up. Some of the upcoming like Japanese titles include um, Tokyo um, Revengers Christmas Showdown Arc. We've got Gannibal, Dragons of Wonder Hatch, and House of the Owl. From Australia, we're getting things like uh, the new Artful Dodger limited series, Last Days of the Space Age. And we're also going to be getting some new um, Korean shows as well. Co-host of stuff. Um, yeah, this one's, you know, they really kind of went in big and kind of set up for the next year. A load of new shows and stuff that we'll be seeing. Majority of which will be released internationally. Um, and again, this is all part of a global expansion. Um, they have to make content. And they have to make content for people to subscribe. But also in each... In every country that Disney Plus is operating in, it has to make content for that local audience because local content brings in local, you know, launching in the, you know, it. it's, I think it's sometimes harder, maybe like, like with the US, if you turn around and we're like, yeah, well, if we didn't make anything in the United States and everything was imported, it just wouldn't, you know, it's that kind of weird thing of like, yeah, we do need international content. It just happens to be now that we have a global platform for releasing it before you probably never would have seen it in, in the old ways. Um, but also local rules as well. You know, every a lot of countries are bringing in rules of like they want the streaming services to contribute. They don't just want them coming in and taking money and leaving. You know, that's one of the big problems as well. Of you know, they want to keep their film industries going. Local, and it's a big part of it. It's a, it's a global platform. And I like the fact now we're getting into these like global releases and giving us something a little bit different. I think that's always a good thing. Yeah, I I love getting stuff from other countries because you always get new perspectives from them. Even if the show doesn't end up being particularly good or it doesn't click with you, uh, you typically find out things that you didn't know about. I would use uh, going with the Japanese show, Sumo Do, Sumo Don't. Mm -hmm. we, we talked about it the first week it came out. Um, didn't really click for, for me. I know you didn't see it, but that's mostly because of subtitles versus dubs. Mm -hmm. um, but even though it didn't click, I was like, oh, it's cool kind of seeing how the Japanese are doing things, learning a little bit about that, learned a lot about sumo. Uh, and so between this and like Snowdrop, which was the Korean show, yeah. we're getting voices that we wouldn't get over here. And I love mm -hmm. just getting those. And I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of these shows. A lot of them don't sound like they're going to be for me, but I'm going to give them a shot anyway, because, yeah. you know, uh, you never know what's actually going to work out for you. I I also feel there's this kind of feeling, and I know the US Disney Plus side is not really used to this as much, but it's variety, offering mm -hmm. different things for different people. Um, and I also look at it along the lines of like, if you're making a series that's primarily aimed at, I don't know, in Korean audience, but essentially like, well, we've made it for them, we're releasing it there, we got what we want out of it, but we're going to put it out everywhere else because we own it, and it's just a bonus. It's literally just like, they could have not have released it, and been like, because that would have been the old way of thinking. But I think you know things like Squid Game and stuff have shut, and and the popularity of anime, you know, you know, I mean, Bleach is so popular on Disney Plus around the world. 
Um, and you know, it's just more content. If you don't want to watch it, you know, and I feel like here, I know like with me with Disney Plus now, I am at that point where there are some shows I just don't watch because there's just you know so much being released. It's like it's not it's not it's not for me. I don't have to, you know, and you kind of move past that point. Whereas I think in the US, we're still in that zone of well, if it's not you know, we're there's only three things coming out a week. <laughs> Want them all to be for me. Um, but when you're getting 15 different shows a week, not every, you don't have to watch everything. It's a very like different way of looking at it. Like American Horror Story New York City drops every week. My wife watches it, but I don't. You know, that's, you know. Yeah, it, this idea of everything has to be for me. The, as you said, when you're only getting a couple of pieces of content a week, then when the content is not for you, it's much more noticeable, but when you, you've got 10, 15, 20 items, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, sumo do, sumo don't can drop, and it's like, eh, not for me. I'm going to go watch Willow instead. You know, no, no problem at all. I also think as well that it's more, I to me, I look at it as more, it's just a bonus. Mm -hmm. It's um, a bonus that it's being released internationally everywhere rather than, because they could have just locked it off and be like, oh, no, no, it's just a, we, we don't think, it, but if it grabs an audience somewhere else, you know, it's good. I mean, I, I remember watching the the French series Ozikin. I, I really enjoyed that. One. I'm much more probably drawn to like a, like a serious drama um, to get into um, rather than because comedy can be. I think like the the Weekend Family. I tried watching that one, but um, comedy sometimes doesn't hit the same. Um, that's one of the issues sometimes. A lot of it depend it is much more regional, and I would say again. Uh, Going back to sumo do sumo don't because this actually fits that example very well. There's quite a bit of comedy in it, but a lot of it is very Japanese cultural based. And as someone who is not, you know, living in Japan doesn't isn't immersed in Japanese culture, and just like, uh huh, I recognize that's a joke, but I don't really get it because you know I've got no basis for it. Whereas people who live in Japan would be much more mm -hmm. like. Oh yeah, I get that. It, it's part of my daily life kind of thing. I mean, here, like in the inter international, you know, like we've had, we've had Kiss Six Sense drop this week. Limbo, we got this Turkish one, The Choice. We got uh, the Stolen Cup from Latin America, F F Revenge of the Others. Um, that one's I think coming from Korea. Woman of Taipei. I'm guessing that's uh, Taipei. We've got Japanese ones here. We got like I think I Shadow Detective is one I should probably check out. Um, it, it has an interesting title card, at least. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this is the international side of just most of these. I think are on Hulu in the United States, um, but you can see like this 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 title is really starting to stack up. Saint um, Saint Santa Evita is one I should that, watch as well. Actually, it's interesting. Um, and what's also interesting if you go over to like Netflix or some of the other streamings, it's not even just international anymore. They've got an entire section with Korean dramas, Asian dramas. Uh, European or French, German, etc., and Disney Plus internationally is slowly building up to that point where it will no longer be internationally. You will have the Korean section, the Japanese section, hmm. uh, and so on. Yeah, so it's looking pretty good. So um, let's now, before we go into some of the reviews, I want to do um, a couple of quick shout-outs to our Patreon and YouTube channel members. Thank you so much for your continued support, which include um, Jay, we've got Tim, we've got Chuck, we've got David, we've got Manmouth, Raphael, Adam, Dana, Ricky, Dave, my VCR still works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, and also a huge thank you um, to Sarah for your continued support. Thank you so much. We've also got Aero, Cody, Daniel, Darren, The Juice, Lauren, Paul, Andrew, Elliot, Jacob, Khalid, Red Mars Man. Thank you so much for your support. And there will be a Q&A this coming Sunday, but it's going to be pre-recorded. 
I've got a last minute um, event that I'm going to. I'm going to be going and seeing a film that I can talk about in about a week or two's time that's coming out. Um, so um, I, that's why I'm not going to be able to make it because I'm going to be traveling back from London. All right. So let's talk about some of this big week's new releases. So I'm going to start off with one um, that, and this week we are recording like a, a day earlier. So James has not had the chance to watch some of but a new movie called Derby of the Dead. It dropped onto Hulu in the United States. It was supposed to drop onto Disney Plus internationally, but it didn't turn up. So I'm guessing it's been delayed, um, which is unfortunate. It's a film basically about um, a teenage girl. She can see dead people and she helps them move on to the next place. Never really any idea. For an idea of moving on to somewhere else, they never really go into the religion side of it. It's just they go somewhere that's nicer than where they are now. And she helps them pass over. Unfortunately, the school, like, it girl, you know, cheerleader, you know, local bully, all that kind of stuff. She dies with a hair straightening accident. And she basically haunts Darby into putting on the sweet 17 birthday party and makes the girl become the popular kid. Now, I, it's fine. It's an okay movie. Now, the thing is, to me, is if I'm going to say to you, James, right... Name me some high school stereotypes that they, we're going to have as a tick box exercise. Uh, well, if we're going to do the uh, the glow up, then it's obvious you know she's going to go through a whole beauty routine, change yep. her entire look, and now she's the most beautiful girl in school. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's probably going to be some bullying scenes at the beginning where she gets um, where the Darby gets bullied and so on yep. like that. Some sort yeah. of athletic event, maybe football. Oh, oh, yeah. You we've got um, you know, we obviously we got um a football match, and there's a football match and cheerleading. So tick tick, mm -hmm. football she does match a tryout. She, yeah, she does a tryout for the cheerleader team. A football match makes it sound like yeah. we're talking about soccer. We're talking. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming we're talking about American football. Yeah, America. yeah. Um, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you think there's a Do you think there's a moment where there's a big speech where she talks to the entire of crowd? Course. Of, of course. course. Well, is there a, is there a big um, party? Yeah, we got to yeah. yeah, get ready for a party. All that fun stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it is a little bit like, oh, come on. It's like, it's such that kind of weird thing. Of like, just do something. Like, it's just tick, 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 tick. I mean, there's a whole load of, you know, references to TikTok and emojis Instagram and, so and Instagram and so and influences. But it just feels so like a corporate tick box of like we want to appeal to teenagers tick, tick, tick. we're gonna we're gonna do something about tiktok and you know oh she what does she want for christmas present oh she wants a ring light you know <laughs> it's uh, just so like, she can stream yes. yeah it's just like um yeah i mean i can't say i got loads of i know I, I that's <laughs> I, I i definitely am, i'm like oh yeah i got one right right there <laughs> Um, but it is that kind of yeah but again it's that situation of just like oh it's just so cliche and it does it does get to the point like I can you can pin out this movie in your head before you've really got there and it doesn't deliver any twists or turns. It's fun, it's easy going. I think I gave it like a three out of five because there's nothing it's not bad, it's just nothing amazing either. It's just very average. Um yeah, it, it's a sh I mean the, the, you know, the Derby, you know, she's a you know, seems the acting and stuff is all pretty good. And the other thing as well, and my typical complaint about high schools is they all look about 29. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, the kid, I don't know. When I, like, you see kids coming out of high school here and they're like, you know, because they were like 16 and like, you know, full of spots, you know, <laughs> and just like yeah. they still look like, you know, they're still young and stuff. But yeah, it, it's, it's just the typical kind of thing of like, and, you know, they all drive flash cars and have the best. And then like, yeah, 
so it, it's it's very average. So there's that one there. Um, we did also get um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules, a new animated film based on the second book of the series. I did do an interview with Jeff, the creator of um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid this week. So check out that interview on the YouTube channel. He did confirm they're making a third film. So, he does, so he, but he, he's not allowed to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> so we, the, um, yeah, so that's good. So we've got a forward. So this one here, um, I enjoyed it more than the first film. Um, I liked the dynamic between the brothers. Um, it seemed a little bit more... Re it didn't feel like it's free, like a couple of stories chopped up. I mean, it did kind of have that, but they all was leading towards the big reveal of obviously the brothers really, you know, they hate each other, but they love each other, that kind of thing. Um, it's, it's, it's good. It's fine. It's perfect, perfectly acceptable. It is a low quality Disney plus animated film for a reason. Um, Jeff even said, um, you know, these kind of movies is exactly what Disney it fits on Disney Plus because it's lower, you know, they don't have to have all the marketing campaign and they're just cheaper to make and they can do these kind of things. Um, I don't think they would exist if they had to go to theatrical. I don't think they'd make enough money to to do it. But it's 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 a fun, easy if you like the first film, if you like the second one, I um I think kids are gonna love it. I, I enjoyed it. It's again, it's good, but not in that next tier up. It's just you know, very much a, a, a kid's adult animated series or animated film right and the question there would be is it worth watching this versus worth watching the movies from several years ago which i think are generally uh very well received so i i, I imagine that people will want to check this out but will it replace the other ones in long-term viewing that remains to be seen yeah so it's going to be interesting to see how all that comes in so we also had um two new episodes of Willow. So they surprise dropped us with two episodes. Um, did you have a chance to see both of them? Those I did. Um, I, I made a very specific point of, of watching both of those. I've been excited. And for what the series. did you think of Willow? So I far? really enjoyed this quite a bit. Um, it's, it's a good solid fantasy. It's not gritty like Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, but it's also not just like fairies and prettiness. It, it, it kind of straddles the line between them. Uh, really well done. Good acting. Um, the story looks like it's going to be very interesting. I mean, it's still kind of developing by the end of C, uh, episode two. The only complaint that I had was uh, no spoilers. They they start off on their adventure, and one of the characters gets off pretty quickly uh, right there, and just like eh, I, I get it, you're doing the the, um, the the prove that the situation is real and that there are actual consequences, which now means none of the characters are in danger for like the next three episodes or so. Mm. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really like that aspect to it, but the rest of it, it, it was really fun. This is a yeah, they, I think they did a good idea in dropping both episodes because I think it let mm -hmm. people get into it a little bit better. Because it, I think, because I watched, I mean, I'm I like, I think I'm at like episode five or six now, so I've got um, I'm a little bit further ahead, um, which again shows the faith Disney've had to let us see these ones in advance. Um, I really enjoyed the series, especially being able to kind of get get into it. Um, I like the original film. It's just nice having something a bit a, a bit different. I wouldn't say original, but it, it feel it's nice to have something a bit refreshing to watch. Um, it is got it's got it's got humor in there. Um, it's got you know I could probably have done without the American accents are a little bit um, odd in there, and the fact of how they done. Um, but they they kind of the trouble is with Willow is we only had that one film, and they did have a and a lot has changed since they did it, and you know they're trying to keep it. 
I would say modern enough for younger viewers to watch it and connect with it. Um, I love the big guy, the big like kind of like the Chewbacca of this um one. Uh, he's fantastic in it. The the one with the cleaver. Yeah, yeah. you know the big brute. You know, every every you know if you're gonna put together a team, you need a brute. Um, I love him in it. He's, he's and he's got some great humor and great lines, and he's actually a, a highlight for me. Um, the the brother that got kidnapped was a bit um like i mean it could have almost been um the kid from the santa clauses um that kind of a little bit like spoiled brat thing but yeah it's i enjoying it um i think it's a great series um it's light it's family friendly it's got everything in there it just it just feels a bit refreshing after you know marvel and star wars and you know a little bit more serious than any of the disney channel stuff it's it is a lot of fun. I, I'm enjoying it. I, I I'm can't wait to watch, you know, to watch more episodes of it. And it's to me, it's a highlight. But what is this? Yeah, it's a highlight of this year so far. I think it's a really good show. The one thing I'm I'm hoping is that um, the prince character, not the one that gets kidnapped, but the prince character played by um, the guy who does Flash in the uh, Spider-Man Spider movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the current Spider-Man movies. He doesn't, to me, seem to have absorbed into that role at this point in. Uh, through episode two, I'm still just kind of like, that's Flash from Spider-Man. Why isn't he just kind of like making fun of everybody and uh, explaining how, how much Peter Parker is an idiot and things like that? I'm kind of hoping as the season oh, uh, that, progresses, yeah. he he grows yeah, into it. There's a whole, he's got, he gets, the, the, there's a whole middle arc with him okay, as a well, main character, which is good. It's actually, yeah, it is, is, it is good. Well, I like it, yeah. And I could say he was definitely starting to transform into that by the end of episode two because he has the talk with uh, the girl and yeah. he he actually has a little bit more going for him than just I'm tagging along for the ride because my dad told me I had to go uh, and yeah you can see some depth building to it so glad oh, they, to they, they, building they, on it. they do they do a lot of building on it it's just it's just a really it's just a really fun series and it's it's fantasy and I think after I think like. With Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones only recently being on, they were quite serious. They were quite, um, and I don't, you know, you definitely, I don't think like a younger, I'm going to say a younger audience might struggle. Well, they, they shouldn't be watching Game of Thrones anyway, but um, Lord of the Rings was so boring that um, I didn't even finish it. It was that dull. Um, I think Willow has got to do it. Um, I, I think it's great. I think it's a really good series. It, it obviously, it's got little issues and stuff that I think all of us would do it a little bit differently, but. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's good. I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. very excited for episode three and going on. I'm not going to be getting up at like six o'clock in the morning to catch it Wednesday morning, but I will definitely be setting time aside after work. Just sit on the couch, absorb just the show. You know, uh, it's not going to be a second screen watch or anything like yeah. that. No, it's 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 a really good one. So I, I'm looking forward to watching um, the last few episodes. I need to see. We also had um, the Santa Clauses this week. Um, had a new episode drop. Um, <laughs> as I put out the, I put out this tweet and it got re it, it did actually pick up a bit. Of the was they only love this classic story of a a leader that quits and retires because he's been there and he's loved by everyone, but he's had enough. He picks his replacement, but the replacement doesn't turn out to be very good. And it's a bit of a, a penny pincher. And then they have the staff are starting to disappear. They're starting to um, dislike the new boss. And so they come up with a plan to go and bring the old boss back. <laughs> it's just like, wow, we got the Bob versus Bob going on here. It is the same storyline. <laughs> 
it kind of it kind of is. I hadn't picked up on that actually, but that is a that's a pretty nasty coincidence to be honest. It literally is the story of the Bobs. Yeah. Uh, I wish we could magic, say that Disney... the magic the magic was going and they needed to bring the magic back. <laughs> so they brought the other Bob back. Yep. Yeah. And and now Tim Allen is is Bob. You can figure out which one yeah. uh, from context on your own. But yeah, it without going too much into specifics for it, it it's still a solid series. I mean, uh, it it's definitely executing well. Tim Allen's doing really well in it. Uh, the various other actors are doing well. Um, uh, Cal, I think his name is, is doing very very well in his position it's just that i don't know what it's just not entirely clicking maybe because it is a little too generic in terms of it and also there is uh, we knew this from the trailer but the the cringe humor is starting to come in with with tim allen's characters trying to reintegrate into reality and i can't watch those things i get secondhand embarrassment way too much and there there are scenes where i'm just kind of like curling up into a ball and like, can we move past this, please? Just stop yeah. harassing the poor Starbucks people. You know, things like that. Yeah, now I, I'm enjoying. It. It's a fun series. I, I, I. There's this kind of situation with this one where it's like it's only about half an hour. It's like I watch mm-hmm. it on a Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening with my wife. Um, it is very, it is safe. It's easy go. I do kind of feel like maybe this should have just been a movie. It, it would have, and they would have really like trimmed down. The storyline a little bit, tidied it up a little bits and pieces a little bit, and to cut a few bits of it out, and it would have worked. Um, but I, I'm I'm enjoying. I, I think the thing is as well of like it's the it's about it's a series about Santa. I, I really kind of have a difficulty kind of setting it into a higher level, right? This and I think it's like it's for what it is. It's 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 hitting the holiday spot. Um, it's fine. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that is the thing, right? It's Santa Claus, even if we're not talking about the Santa Claus uh, from you know this particular franchise, there are expectations and they're generally pretty, pretty straightforward. You don't want to break too far out of the mold of what a Santa Claus story is. So we're not looking for th- things that are super original. We're just looking for it to be well executed on, which this show is doing. It's, like I said, it's not amazing. It's not breaking the mold, but it, it has... Uh, it's doing a good job of telling the story it wants to tell. And honestly, in this case, this is very much uh it's not you, it's me kind of situation where for some reason it's not clicking with me the way it should. And honestly, I couldn't tell you why, because there's nothing really wrong with it. No, I, I think as well, I, 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 I think this, I do think the format is like, it probably would have caught your attention. It would have done it. You would have hit it and it would have gone on. But I think this continued like five weeks of it. It's like, oh, you kind of have had my, you have almost had that nostalgia hit of him being back. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Right. It's going to be interesting to see how this one works. Um, uh, This one's going to be, yeah, it's kind of weird because we're like this. Obviously, we're going to got the December, like we're in December now. And it's like, we got Willow, we've got Santa Clauses. Um, those are like the main, we've got National Treasure coming up. National Treasure. Yeah. Um, so we've got like an, a, a fresh batch of series, which is kind of quite refreshing because we've kind of been in like sequel zone for a, a, a lot, quite a while. So it's quite nice having it. But it, <laughs> well, it's like these are all sequels too. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. That's... <laughs> well, every single one of the ones you mentioned is a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, but, I suppose it's at least that big. Yeah. 
but the the thing with these is um no they don't have the marvel name attached they don't have the star wars name attached willow's got lucas films which of course is associated with star wars but it's it's still not the same but they're all quality shows all three of them these are not just like budget items that they're throwing out to die that they, they put actual effort into willow they put actual effort into santa claus we haven't seen national treasure yet but at least the trailers make it look like you know it they they're taking advantage of what the two movies gave us and uh they're, they're putting in an actual action adventure indiana jones style thing going on these are not you know uh shows that are just there to fill space these are shows that really should people should be watching I, th I think with Willow as well, there's that kind of thing of, it's been gone for so long. I mean, it's been like nearly, you know what, like it's been 1980 odd. So it's been like 30 plus years since it was last on. So it does it does feel fresh because we've never really expanded on the Willow era. And I, it's like, yes, it is leaning on the Willow stuff. But at the same time, it does, it could almost be, it could almost be brand new. Because it, it, again, I think because it's been so long and it's, and it, is play, it plays on the nostalgia aspect, but it doesn't fully at the same... It's, it's kind of a weird one. So I, I think that's why it feels a little bit more refreshing. No, I think they understood when they were making it that there are people who remember it fondly or who have friends who remember it fondly. And I had a friend basically sit me down and we're going we're gonna to watch Willow. Uh, and this was you know years ago before the show was even announced. But for most people, it's just a fantasy show that maybe you saw the movie, maybe you didn't. But they've got flashbacks in the show that are clearly from the movie. Uh, and then they've got some other flashbacks in there as well that were filmed later. And they have found a good balance between if you remember the movie, here's a couple of callbacks for you. And if you never watched the movie, don't worry. it You yeah. don't need to worry about uh, things not making sense. Yeah, I, I think it's a real solid show. I think it's a good... And I'm gonna. I'm in. I'm probably in that category now where I'm actually looking forward to having a little bit of a break between the Marvel and the Star Wars stuff because we've got Star Wars: The Bad Batch coming up next month. Um, I'm actually. I'm. I'm. I'm enjoying now with Marvel the idea of we got a bit of a break, and I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think it's just um, Bad Batch will scratch the Star Wars itch, but you know we've got Mando coming up in a few. Yeah, well, I was just and between all these different series and we and like here in the UK we got um, Big Sky coming back pretty soon um i need to watch the harmon uh the the new pentonics that dropped today as of time of recording so i haven't got around to watching that one i'm gonna that's something i know i'm gonna be able to put on while i'm working and and i'll probably listen to i'll probably have that one on a few times i can see that happening already i mean if, if the music clicks with you then then yeah certainly um yeah i'm I still don't know who they are, but that's beside the point. No, it's it's kind of fun. I, I definitely see. I, it, there's a couple of these like Christmas specials coming up. Um, the one I want to watch, I'm hoping the UK get as well, is the the Christmas country music. <laughs> so that's the one I'm that's coming up on Disney Plus in a couple of weeks. But yeah, there's lots of great stuff coming. Anything else you've watched this past week on Disney Plus? Um, caught up on the mysterious Benedict Society. We'll talk about that um, probably when the series ends. I think well, that's next point. next week. I think yeah, if, if I believe so. I, I'm I haven't watched this week's episode. Um, it's kind of been one of those shows. I've just kind of I I suddenly go oh I have and I end up watching like two episodes and catching up a little bit. Um, I've been watching Grownish season five. That's that's kind of been and this yeah it's, and also like I said, been watching some other things that have been coming up. I'm um, like Roderick Rules, Darby and the Dead, you know, mm -hmm. all these kind of movies and stuff. But right, so yeah, I think that's pretty much going to wrap up this week's episode. 
again thank you so much for um joining us um we'll be back next week with another episode and we're gonna be talking i'm trying to think what we got next week we've got um national treasure doesn't start next week i think we've got two weeks for that right Um, no yeah so we don't we won't have um no i I think it's just stuff in progress next week um oh we've got the adina mazel special okay that should be entertaining and yeah, the finale. So we've got the finale of the Mysterious Benedict Society. So we'll have a bit of a, a chat about that whole series next week. Yeah. So and yeah, I think that's going to be going to be it. So on that note, guys, thank you very much. We'll be back next week as a new episode. Remember to check us out over on the YouTube channel um, for daily Disney updates. Plus, you've also got the website. And on that note, guys, thank you very much. See you guys soon. Later. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.